Jamari Thrash is going to take the ACC by storm in 2023. We'll talk about that. Some key positional battles at the wide receiver position for the upcoming season and depth chart predictions on today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Um, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. As always, I want to thank you all again for making the Locked On Louisville podcast your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the show is free on all streaming services five days a week. Your team every day. We are continuing on along into our off-season football positional preview series, now with the third installment dedicated to the wide receiver position. We'll start out by discussing why Jamari Thrash is going to take the ACC by storm this season. We'll talk about some of the key positional battles uh, you know, between Kevin Coleman Jr. and Amari Huggins-Bruce and some other battles. We'll also talk about depth. We'll talk about the depth chart and we will predict what the two deep will look like. So a lot of good stuff to talk about on today's episode of the show. Before we do that, I want to give a shout-out, like I always do, to Kevin L1C for the Arts for the Louisville Love merch uh, for all of your uh, Louisville merchandising needs. Definitely hit up Kevin either on Facebook or on Twitter. A lot of great stuff to look through. So nonetheless, wide receiver positional breakdown. This has been a complete transformation over the past, probably over the past six months or so with how new head coach Jeff Brom has been able to absolutely overturn the roster, especially at this position. There were some questions heading into the offseason, even before Scott Satterfield left. It was probably, you know, pretty much known that Tyler Hudson was going to go to the NFL draft. But outside of that, you know, there were some questions as to, okay, DeAndre Moore was committed at the time, but you still didn't necessarily know who was going to um, you know, be added via the transfer portal because it was pretty much um, a foregone conclusion that Louisville needed to add some production at the position. Well, Satterfield leaves, and um, those questions become even more glaring. Well, Jeff Brom and company go out, and they get a bunch of transfers. Jamari Thrash from Georgia State, Kevin Coleman Jr. from Jackson State, uh, Jimmy Callaway from Tennessee, Jaden Thompson from Cincinnati. They lost DeAndre Moore um, in the 2023 class, but they ended up still signing Kataris Hicks, Joel McLean, and William Faust. Excuse me. So absolutely overhauled the wide receiver room. But the main thing for me coming into the offseason was going out and finding a number one, finding a Tyler Hudson, a guy that uh, you know had some production at his previous stop but projected to be that number one. And did Jeff Brom and company do so? They definitely did. Um, they added Jamari Thrash from Georgia State, um, led the Sun Belt in receptions, receiving yards this past season, uh, first team all-conference selection, a wide receiver that many national uh, football analysts across the country have ranked as a player that's top 10 at the position via the transfer portal, uh, top 20 overall, a veteran guy that has shown out at the mid-major level that 
people feel his skill set is directly translatable to the Power 5 level. And I think that that's something that when you look at, that's the first thing you have to discuss when it comes to um, this wide receiver core is you have the number one. You have Jamari Thrash, uh, who will be in his, I believe, redshirt senior season, if I'm not mistaken. I think he redshirted his first season at Georgia State um, in 2021, had 32 catches for 451 yards, three touchdowns, but exploded onto the scene this past year. 61 catches, 1,122 yards, seven touchdowns, averaged 18 yards per reception in his past three seasons with the Panthers. He averaged over 14 yards per reception. You look at the game logs from what he was able to do this season. Uh, Had five for 53 against North Carolina, four for 70 against South Carolina, um, 10 for 213 and a touchdown against Charlotte, four for 130 against James Madison, who had a pretty solid defense, 10 for 167 against Marshall. So had over 130 yards receiving in all three of his final performances of the season four games throughout the year he had over a hundred yards so um I mean this is pretty much one of those situations you know being six foot 180 pounds I I don't necessarily think that um you know he is a a candidate to be like a Devontae Parker jump ball uh winner but he does have that second level speed that ability to make guys miss that home run threat ability that Louisville has sort of lacked in a vacuum uh since Tutu Atwell um and Des Fitzpatrick left but nonetheless I think that Jamari Thrash is in a very very favorable situation I think he would be able to succeed in a Scott Satterfield offense but I definitely think he's going to be able to explode onto the scene in the ACC uh for Jeff Brom's team. I think like Jawar Jordan, I think he's going to be a guy that uh, achieves over a thousand yards. Um, you know, it's not necessarily a common thing for Louisville receivers to go for over a thousand yards. Tyler Hudson did it last year. I think Jamari is going to do it this year for two reasons. Number one, the skill sets there, uh, the translatable skill set, the uh, opportunity is going to be there. The quarterback is in place to get him the ball a solid offensive line to protect that quarterback. Uh, and then not to mention you have the schematic fit that helps as well. So I think that that ability to uh, that home run ability, that ability to, um, you know, make guys miss in the second level of the defense, solid route runner as well, despite not having, you know, extreme size, only being six feet tall, still is a guy that um, is going to be a matchup nightmare for ACC teams. The second reason for me is the, uh, body of work for Jeff Brom's wide receivers at Purdue. I think this is something that we can't overlook here because you can talk about, well, Jamari Thrash it has the talent to do so. He's going to be the number one for Louisville. He may take the ACC by storm because of the opportunity he's going to get, uh, but also, you know, maybe because you know, he obviously has the skill set as well. But there will be some concern as to, okay, well, Louisville has some mouths to feed. You have to, you know, give Jawar Jordan, Maurice Turner, Isaac Rendo their touches, and then you have multiple other wide receivers. It's sort of a crowded wide receiver room. Nobody has really defined themselves yet on the field because we're only on, you know, June 25th. But at the same point in time, it's like, well, you have Kevin Coleman Jr., who's going to deserve some targets. Same with Amari Huggins-Bruce, Jimmy Callaway, Jaden Thompson, the 
true freshman that could come in and play. Chris Bell, the returning player from last year's team, could see some time, and I understand that. But what I will tell you is the statistics um, pretty much lead you to believe that the number one is going to have a very successful season because I want to read off to you. Purdue's leading receiver under Braum since 2017. 2017 was sort of the outlier year, 688 yards leading receiver. Not good, right? Since then, the leading receiver, listen to this, 2018, 1,258 yards. 2019, 1,035 yards. 2020 was a COVID year, still had 635 yards, which is pretty substantially uh, more impressive than 2017. 2021, 1,286 yards. 2022, 1,361 yards. So the statistics are there, and I think that this is sort of where we talk about the um, – the splits in running versus passing. I know that we talked about why this is not an air raid offense per se, but still you're going to see more passing. You're going to see more downfield shots. Uh, I thought it was very impressive to see Tyler Hudson go for over a thousand yards with the Louisville Cardinals this past season, considering the offense he was in, but the scheme is going to be very, um, you know, receiver friendly for what can trans you know, translate over onto the field for Louisville. So, so I think that Jamari Thrash is going to be the the person that gets benefited the most by this because um, I think he's going to be in an offense where he is the feature guy, sort of like he was at Georgia State. It's not one of those situations to where um, you wonder whether or not, um, you know, a skill set's going to be translatable, if he's going to be able to have sort of the same production at the your know, previous stop, you know, before coming to the power five level, I understand that there's some concerns there, but from everyone that I've talked to both close to the program and also from the national scene, the perception is that Jamari thrash is going to have a Tyler Hudson esque effect on this team to where he steps in essentially right away. And is that number one receiver that this team can rely upon when they need to. So I think that that's something that, um, you know, is going to lead Jamari thrash to take the ACC by storm. You have the scheme in place to do so. You also have the player and the skill set to do so as well. So, um, like I mentioned, the wide receiver position got a complete overhaul. So with, more studs coming into the room. There is now the question of competition. I want to talk about two key positional battles uh, for the starting spots. That is Kevin Coleman Jr. versus Amari Huggins-Bruce and Jimmy Callaway versus Jaden Thompson. We're going to talk about both of those positional battles here momentarily after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, FanDuel. Baseball season is in full swing. The All-Star break is just a couple weeks away. There's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if that first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. Uh, a lot of great opportunities from um, extremely solid promotionals daily to an instant uh, withdrawal and deposit um, process. And also it's a safe and secure platform to use. So not a lot of ability to get hacked, which has happened to me on other platforms. So don't miss your opportunity to snag a no sweat first bet while um, this promo lasts. That is up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel is the official partner of Major League Baseball. 
Okay, so heading on into the second segment of the show, we're talking about key positional battles for the wide receiver room for the Louisville Cardinals. Um, a lot of new faces before the 2023 season, and instinctively, you know, speaking, there's going to be some key positional battles to start. We know Jamari Thrash is going to start. Who's going to start between the next two? That's the main question. I think that um, I will say this as uh, you know, as, as something before we talk about the key positional battles. Um, I, I think that even if a player isn't starting, he's going to play a key role. I mean, like I said, Kevin Coleman Jr., Mari Huggins, Bruce, Jimmy Kelly, Jaden Thompson. I think that all three are going to play key roles. All three, I mean, all four are going to play key roles for the Cardinals. Sorry, yeah, the hiccups. Um, they're going to, you know, have certain roles. They're going to, um, you know, have significant production. This is going to be a very balanced attack. I know I predicted Jamari Thrash to have over a thousand yards, which I do believe. I still think the other four are going to have, you know, pretty substantial roles. The first one, um, you know, if you want to consider them, you know, the X, Y, Z or whatever uh, in terms of, um, receivers. We'll talk about the slot. Kevin Coleman Jr. versus Amari Huggins Bruce. Kevin Coleman Jr. coming in to the Cardinals program, having caught uh, 33 passes for 510 yards and three touchdowns last season for Deion Sanders, Jackson State Tigers. Five foot eleven, St. Louis, Missouri native, was a very highly rated four star, top 100 player coming out of the 2022 class, uh, first team All Conference selection last season, and. What I've been told multiple times is that Kevin Coleman Jr. was the most impressive wide receiver for the Cardinals in spring ball. Now, granted, this is just spring practice. Spring ball, you have to take everything with a grain of salt. But um, there is a ton of excitement right now generated around Kevin Coleman Jr.'s game and what he's going to be able to do at Louisville. Uh, him and Amari Huggins-Bruce, pretty similar in the way that they play. They both operate well with space. Um, you have the ability to get them the ball in uh, a wide variety of ways, and I think that um, you know their ability to make guys miss, their ability to churn out yards after the reception is extremely solid. It's encouraging for the Cardinals um, you know, moving forward. So Kevin Coleman Jr. is a guy that he's obviously when he committed to Louisville, you thought that, okay, he's definitely going to be contending for starting for a starting spot. Amari Huggins Bruce took a step back in terms of production last year, but I do think that that may have been due to the overall scheme and Louisville's injury at the quarterback position. Malik Cunningham going down really hurt the program. Um, but last year, 31 catches for 365 yards and two touchdowns. I think that we're going to see the Dillon, South Carolina native uh, sophomore, 5'10", 163 pounds, well, actually will be a junior. Um, I think that he's going to have a pretty significant role to where you know, he'll be a guy that is relied upon to get the ball in end-around situations, wide receiver screens, uh, slants over the middle. I also think you know he could be a solid deep ball uh, threat as well. So overall, this is sort of a battle between – two guys that play extremely similar, it's really just going to come down to number one, A, who uh, is going to step out and stand up in fall camp. And, you know, who knows? We may see one player listed on the depth chart ahead of the other guy, but depending on who's the hot hand on the field, who's playing better, it's all about competition. And let me make this 
extremely clear. This is a fantastic problem to have if you were the Louisville Cardinals. You would rather be this way than the other way around. I can promise you that. So I think that both of these guys are going to play a ton. I wonder if there's going to be situations to where Jeff Brom, despite both of them being under six feet tall and your number one also being under six feet tall, if it would make sense to see all three on the field at the same time in certain situations, I think that that could definitely be something that is looked at. And, um, you know, the coaching staff says, you know what, we're just going to put a lot of dynamic playmakers on the field and worry about the fit later. And I think that that is something that you definitely could end up seeing for Louisville this spring, or I'm sorry, this spring, this fall, because of those two's ability to create big-time plays seemingly out of nothing. So uh, Kevin Coleman Jr., Amari Huggins-Bruce, the first and probably the number one uh, depth chart battle that I'm looking at here as we go into fall camp. The other one is for the other receiver position outside of Thrash and uh, the slot receiver. That is Jimmy Calway and Jaden Thompson. Thompson coming in from Cincinnati, six foot two hundred eight, 187 pounds. Uh, caught 27 passes, 393 yards, and a touchdown this past season for Luke Fickle's team. Um, however, he also, uh, despite having solid size, was the kick returner for the Bearcats. So he's got that athleticism, that burst and explosiveness. So don't let the size, you know, lead you to believe that he's sort of just a jump ball receiver. But in fact, he's pretty dynamic as well. So Jaden Thompson did miss uh, a good portion of the of the spring with an injury. So we'll see if that, um, you know, leads to any type of a setback, any type of a delay in getting onto the depth chart, but he's going up against another transfer, six foot receiver from Morrow, Georgia, Jimmy Callaway um, from Tennessee this past season, only caught two passes for 20 yards. Um, you know, didn't necessarily get a ton of opportunity for one reason or another had to play behind, you know, Cedric Tillman, Jalen Hyatt, uh, Hyatt who won the Blitnikoff award, um, so, you know, it's a very, very, uh, tough room to get the, um, you know, the targets from with as much talent as the volunteers had, but nonetheless, I do think that, you know, Calway had an impressive spring, had some big time catches throughout the, the couple months, uh, in spring ball. Uh, the same people that told me that Kevin Coleman Jr. was impressing were the same people that, you know told me that Jimmy Cowley had some impressive moments as well. So I think that this is going to be a situation where you have two very, very talented guys, two guys that are looking to take that next step forward that can definitely produce for your team. It's going to be a matter of um, like Amari Huggins-Bruce and Kevin Coleman Jr.'s um, you know, position battle. Who's going to show out in fall camp? Is Jaden Thompson going to be fully healthy? I think that all signs are going to point to being yes. Um, and then obviously you have a little bit more size with Thompson being six foot two rather than Callaway being six foot. Uh, Thompson has a little bit more production, but Jimmy Callaway is also a guy that um, people from the Tennessee program raved about in the spring before last season, raved about in fall camp before the 2022 campaign. So it, it's very clear that Callaway is a talented option as well. Uh, Thompson and Callaway, it could be a, a battle that comes down to the final weekend. Uh, before that game against Georgia Tech on Labor Day weekend. So I, say, I think that that's something to focus on here. But overall, Callaway and Thompson going to probably go head and head. Uh, we'll talk about who I think is going to get the nod heading into the first game against Georgia Tech here in the next segment. Before we do that, I want to thank you all again 
for making the Locked On Global podcast your first listen of the day. Um, this upcoming week, we have a lot of different content. We'll have our regular positional preview series. We'll also uh, talk about some women's basketball as that roster has pretty much been finalized. Um, there are still some scholarship opportunities, but as of right now, it seems like the roster is almost set for next year. We're going to try to bring a couple of guests on for next week's um, content, but that will all be determined when we get the word. So, But to conclude the show, like we did with the uh, quarterback position, like we did with the running back position, let's talk depth chart. We'll talk about the two deep. I already said Jamari Thrash is the number one wide receiver. We just talked about the big wide receiver battles heading into that first game against Georgia Tech. But who is going to be the starter? Dalton, who's the starter, you would say? Who are going to be the three starters? You know, Jamari Thrash is one. I think right now, I think that it, both of these situations could be Kevin Coleman Jr. or Amari Huggins-Bruce and Jimmy Callaway or Jaden Thompson, which it very well may be. And I think that that is going to be what's the case for the slot receiver position. I think it's going to be uh, player X or player Y. So because I think that both of them are going to, um, you know, be guys that demand, you know, a solid amount of targets with their play on the field. If you made me pick one, I'd probably lean to Kevin Coleman Jr. very slightly. Um, I think that, you know, the spring that he put in place – um, you know, the, what we saw from him last season, I do think that he's, he would be a guy that you probably see win out that battle in my opinion. Granted, it would not surprise me if AHB won that as well, because we've seen how dynamic he can be, but truthfully, I think it's going to be, a uh, Kevin Coleman Jr. Or Amari Huggins Bruce situation for that slot receiver position. Um, for the other one, I'm going with Jaden Thompson here. I'm going to give the nod to Thompson. I know that he uh, you know, was injured in spring ball. I know that Jimmy Callaway had some impressive moments, but I think that Thompson with his size, with his uh, dynamic um, you know, blend of athleticism, burst, explosiveness to go along with that uh, six foot two frame and strength, I think it's going to be something, a skill set that um, you know, you know, fits pretty well with the other personnel on the field. Um, I think Jimmy Callaway is not far off. Like I said, I also think this this could be a situation where we see a Jaden Thompson or Jimmy Callaway, but I don't think it's going to be like that on the depth chart. I do think that Jaden Thompson's going to get the start uh, or at least be on the, you know, the number one line on the depth chart for that opening game against Georgia tech down in Atlanta on, um, on that Friday evening before Mem- or Memorial Day, I keep saying I'll keep on saying Memorial Day, Labor Day. Sorry. Um, so your starters: Jamari Thrash, um, Kevin Coleman Jr., and um, Jaden Thompson. Who's the two deep? Well, I think that obviously you can play process of a you know, process of elimination. Um, the odd man out of Kevin Coleman and AHB. So for this exercise, I'll say Amari Huggins, Bruce along with uh, Jimmy Callaway. Who's the other guy? I think that there's a couple different ways you can go. I think Chris Bell is probably going to get the nod from me, 6'2 receiver from Mississippi last year that played a couple 
uh, of games, had a couple of catches, but I do think that his, um, you know, his strength, his ability to make guys miss in the second level of the defense is going to, you know, give him an opportunity. You know, we've talked about three players that were not getting discussed enough for Louisville ahead of next season. Chris Bell was number one on my list. Granted, we have heard through the grapevine that there's possibility that we see Chris Bell line up at tight end, which I think makes things very interesting. So uh, that's something that we have to pay attention to moving into fall camp and seeing that. Um, but I think that if it's not Chris Bell, I'm going to go with William Fowles, four-star receiver out of the Miami area who, um, you know, being a little bit taller, six foot three, a uh, guy that really, really impressed at the Under Armour All-American camp this past winter, a player that uh, looked very, very good against the nation's top defensive backs in the 2023 class. So I think William Fowles is a guy that's going to see some – uh, opportunities now how much that is yet to be seen obviously injuries happen so you have some depth there um, but I think the the true freshmen could all potentially be redshirt candidates I think that Kataris Hicks was a guy in spring that many um, you know kind of pinpointed as a player that is sort of outplaying the perception of how we thought he would play um, and Kataris Hicks looked very, very solid one-on-one situations in the spring. Um, it'll be interesting to see offseason. I know Jaleel McClain was not an early enrollee, the three-star slash four-star uh, athlete from St. John Bosco out in California, came here from the Flyville or, uh, you know, Cali to the Ville, um, you know, momentum. So, I think that depth chart wise for me, you're looking at the the starters. If if you made me pick the starters and not do like or situations, it's Jamari Thrash, Kevin Coleman Jr., and Jaden Thompson on the one line, Chris Bell, Amari Huggins Bruce, and Jimmy Cowley on the two line. Um, and William Fowles, Katara Six, Jula McLean, sort of on the outside looking in. Um, Alan Houston and um Elijah Downing. Two walk-ons could also maybe be um, in the situation, depending on injuries, depending on how they do in in fall camp. So we will see. But the wide receiver position was completely overhauled, and I'm extremely excited to see what um, you know or, or how the group will do in that first game against Georgia Tech. But that's going to wrap up today's episode of the show. To find the Locked On Mobile podcast on all streaming services, stay tuned to the graphic.